0: Well, good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Glad to be with you on Mother's Day. It's grand. It's great to celebrate moms, right? Uh, whether the mom, as uh, Pastor Doug pointed out, uh, you were born to or the mom that you've chosen in your life, moms are important, and uh, we give thanks for them, however they come into our lives. So as we uh, sort of wrap up this uh, series called Revival, in which we're talking about the revival of the church, I was reflecting on an event that took place in my life More than once when I was a kid, and my hunch is it probably took place in your life maybe more than once at some point as well. And you will never forget that moment because in that moment, when it took shape, all of the breath in your lungs went out. Uh, When it took place in your life, all of the light in the room seemed to have gone dark. When it took place in your life and mine, um, it felt as though everyone had abandoned you. And the words to what happened sounded something like this, wait until your father gets home. (laughs) When you heard those words, everything went dark, right? When you heard those words, it was as if all life had just ceased from existence, right? Because you knew, like I knew, that when dad came home, the discipline or the punishment in our case uh, was not going to be pleasant. It was not going to be fun. And in our household, uh, it was an aerodynamically hand drilled paddle swung by a six foot one, 350 pound man. It was not fun, right? And while I do not advocate that form of discipline, nor do we practice it in our own home, it Managed to work out fairly well in my life, and I heard that phrase, I don't know, four or five times in my life, wait until your father gets home. And it was a dark moment. But the other thing that happened every time afterwards was mom, who was there picking up the pieces. Mom, who was kind of patting me on the back, or mom, who was kind of reviving my soul and reminding me that all would eventually be well again in the world, that that I wasn't, after all, an evil person, that somehow all of life had not ceased to exist, right? Mom was always there. And mom wasn't really, you know, sort of pitting herself against dad and playing good cop, bad cop, all that kind of... It was really just a way to acknowledge and to help me better understand that all would be well that I could indeed be revived and be renewed and refreshed. And it was always helpful for that, right? That's what moms do. Moms help us to know that we're loved. Moms help us to recognize that we are worthy creatures of God, that somehow we are uh, uh, better even than we might imagine about ourselves. That's what moms do best. And so on a day like today, we want to celebrate moms in our lives. Uh, Again, whether those who are our biological moms or those who we choose or who choose us sometimes in our own lives, it's good to have these moms in our lives. And they help us know that we are cherished and loved. And a part of what I love about all of that is just like moms do that for us in our tangible, everyday lives, God does that for us in innumerable ways. God revives our soul. God renews our heart. God helps us to know that we are worthy creatures of God and that we deserve God's love even though we can't earn God's love. And I love the way some of the psalmists help us to to claim this. You know, the the book of Psalms is a powerful book. There are 150 uh, chapters in the book of Psalms. They're really individual books, actually. And uh, in the Psalms, unlike any other book in Scripture, These are words from people spoken toward God. In all the other books of the Old and New Testament, the words are spoken on behalf of God. They're representing God. They're speaking God's truth to us. But in the book of Psalms, it's the authors helping us reach out to God and recognize the wonder and the beauty and the love of God. And sometimes we lament where God is and sometimes we cry out and wonder why and where God has been. And other times, of course, in the Psalms we praise God and we celebrate God and we give thanks for all that God has done and all and everything in between. That's what I love about the Psalms. You can capture every emotion, you can capture every understanding of the human condition and know that God is still there. And in particular today in Psalm 85, we hear a provocative word from the psalmist who wants us to know that even though we deserve God's punishment and even though God has not been happy with us, God still loves us and God still wants to revive our soul. Listen to these words from Psalm 85. Lord, you have poured out amazing blessings on this land. You have restored the fortunes of Israel and forgiven the sins of your people. Yes, covered over each one. So that all your wrath, your blazing anger, is now ended. Now, bring us back to loving you, O Lord, so that your anger will never need rise against us again. Notice the question or will you be always angry, on and on, to distant generations? O oh, revive us. Then your people can rejoice in you again. Pour out your love and kindness on us, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I love that verse 6. Oh, revive us. Then your people can rejoice in you again. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I love this passage because it reminds us, much like mothers, that we can be revived and we can be loved even when we don't necessarily deserve it. And I love the way the psalmist highlights and acknowledges that God is angry and God has every right to be angry and God, uh, we rather deserve God's wrath. But he points out, the author does, God wants to love us. And God desires to revive us. Oh, revive us, God, that we might rejoice in you again, that we might celebrate all of your love and that we might celebrate all of your richness. It's a, it's a provocative way to acknowledge the realities of our lives. And so I give thanks. I give thanks for a God who's willing to care and provide for us, I give thanks for a God who's willing to revive us, right, who's willing to say, I can redeem you. I can make this thing over again. I can help renew all of who you are. I give thanks for a God who's willing to revive us, and I likewise give thanks for a God who's willing to allow us to rejoice at that renewal, right? Because in and through that renewal, we get this opportunity to say, thanks, God, Thanks for all you're doing and thanks for all you've ever done and thanks for what's on the horizon as well. I'm grateful, but Lord, just revive us, reconnect us, renew us with you and for you, and then we can celebrate. And, you know, this is a a kind of repetitive concept in many of the Psalters, many of the uh, Psalms that sort of acknowledge that, man, we need God's strength and we need God's renewal and we want to rejoice in that gift. And so part of what I celebrate is um, one of the other psalms is Psalm 119. If you've ever read Psalm 119, you you know that it's huge. There are 176 verses in Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm in all of Scripture. It's the longest chapter in all of Scripture. It's powerful and has much to be said about God's Word and about God's ways. And very near the end in verse 162, it says, I rejoice in your word like one who has discovered a great treasure. I rejoice in your word. I rejoice in who you are, God. I rejoice in all that you're doing, God. It's as if I've discovered a great treasure. And there's this wonderful reality that says, man, we, we can have that. We can have God's revival and we can have God's renewal. And when we do, we can rejoice. Part of what I love with what's happening now in the life of TREACH is that we're in the midst of revival. Revival is happening all around us. We're seeing it in all levels of the church. There are more children in children's ministry than a long time. The youth program is being regenerated post-COVID. We're seeing more people committed to prayer, more people committed to Scripture reading, more people committed to their faith and growing in this relationship with Jesus. There is a revival going on. And I cherish the fact that we are able to not only take note of that revival, but rejoice with God and to God because of all that God's causing for that revival. And what a gift it will be in this revival investment campaign that we will also be able to revive our facilities that we will be able to revive the building, this North Legacy Campus, which we cherish so much, that has been with us for some 40 years and bits and pieces. And a part of the revival campaign will be to renew every single inch of every single room in every part of the building so that we can rejoice in our building as well as rejoice in our faith. I find it quite refreshing that in the 40th year of the existence of our church, that we're about to embark on the largest endeavor we've ever undertaken in the whole history of this church. How cool is that? That in the 40th year of our existence, God is still taking up a new opportunity. God is still reviving who we are and what we can do for the future. God is still looking at us and saying, I'm not done with you yet, Treach. And what a powerful gift it will be for us to revive not only our hearts, but also our facility so that when we come and when we invite others to come and when we uh, tell others about what's going on here, we can be rejoicing in the beauty and the wonder and the joy of what God can and is doing through TREACH. What a powerful gift that is. And so part of what we begin to discover is God is leading this endeavor. God is pointing us towards this opportunity and God is giving us the opportunity to participate in it too. In other words, just like God needs us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, just like God needs us to help alleviate suffering in the world, just like God needs us to help bring the good news of Christ into the world, God can use us for the revival of our campus and the revival of our ministry. And I rejoice in that. I rejoice just like the psalmist who says, God, when you revive us, we can rejoice in all that you have done and all that you're about to do. And in and through that rejoicing, we get to celebrate and we get to recognize, man, we can be a part of this and we can help make this real. It's not unlike the moms in our lives who rejoice with us at all kinds of moments, right? Whether it's at that sporting event to which they come or that music or drama event that they come to or some school event that we're participating in that you know good and well they don't really want to go, but they will go because they love us, and they will go because they want to celebrate us, and they will go because they want to rejoice with us in all that God is doing in and through us. Every good mom does that well, just like our good God does that for us and with us, too. You see, God can revive us. God can Redeem who we are in the midst of all of our lives so that we can find newness of spirit, so that we can find newness of heart. In that same Psalm 119, that big long psalm, one day when you've got some time, read all of Psalm 119, all 176 verses of it. But when we see earlier in that same psalm, we see that God says this, or the psalmist rather says this, you promise your promise revives me. And by reviving me, it comforts me in all of my troubles. This is what God does. God can revive our souls. God can revive our hearts. And yes, God can even revive our campus through our participation. And so I invite you, if you've not already yet committed, if you're still praying that prayer, I invite you to make your commitment to be a part of this future, To help make the reality possible that God is reviving us and calling us into a newness of spirit and of life. Last week and this week you were handed a card that invited you to make a commitment and I invite you to do that this very day. This is the eighth of day eight for us in this period of commitment to invite us to join that great opportunity that God will revive us and in and through that revival we can indeed rejoice with the ways in which God will use us for ministry in the future. If you want to fill this card out here right now this morning, you can drop it in the baskets that are in the back as you leave or you can of course scan the QR code or go to the uh, URL that's here on the screen, tmumc.org slash revival and you can make your commitment right here in the room or you can make it later this afternoon or even tomorrow if you'd like. But Here's what I invite you to do. I invite you to join the journey. I I invite you to be a part of the great rejoicing that will allow the revival to take its most full venture forward. Because what a joy it will be when in the days to come, the months to come, even the years to come, when we look back on this year, 2023 and 2024, as as the construction begins, We can look back with great joy and great privilege and say, I was a part of that revival. I was a part of catapulting treach into the future. I was a part of what God had begun, and I helped to make it real. What would it be like if we were able to rejoice in God again? I know that you already know that it will be a gift and that it will be a great joy to be a part of. And so on this Mother's Day, when we celebrate the wonder of moms and how it is they rejoice with us in all of our days, I also celebrate the gift of how God is rejoicing in what's going on in the life and ministry of TREACH and the ways in which God will continue to catapult us into the future to reach new people for Jesus, to help more and more folks begin to grow in that relationship with him and to help make it possible that we will reach new and different folks that we've not yet even imagined. What a gift that will be. And at some point, we'll be able to reflect back and say, I was a part of that, and I helped with the great revival of TREACH in 2023. Oh, revive us, God, that we might rejoice in you again. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for the gift of moms for the wonderful ways in which they gather our hearts together and help renew our souls. God, most of all, we're grateful for your love that constantly is reviving our souls, renewing our spirits, and calling us to rejoice in hope for you. God, thank you that your son, Jesus Christ, made all of that possible. Help us, God, this day and the next to commit yet again to following him and to commit to renewing the revival that is at hand even as we speak here at TREACH. Help us, Lord, to have the courage to step forward, to do your good work, and to offer your generosity. Oh, revive us, Lord, that we might rejoice in you again. This is our prayer, and we lift it in the name of the one Jesus, whom we know to be the Christ. Amen.